Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Ewan Patterson and Adam Cleary here to discuss another burning football issue. But <laughs> before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. And make sure you follow at What Culture FC on Twitter. But gents, we are gathered here today to talk all about... Manchester United. I just think it's really funny that you called this a burning issue while it's 26 degrees outside. So, (laughs) so yeah, I've been I've been joined by a Liverpool fan, hello, a Newcastle fan, hello, hello, and me, a Chesterfield fan who supported Man United when I was eight. No, actual mention the real thing about this before. We said this quite difficult to do a Man United one because we must be the only workplace in the United Kingdom that hasn't got one Man United fan. To which Adam Wilborn said, "Yeah, they're like rats, aren't they?" And I went, "You, you, you literally, you literally married a Man United fan." Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Utopian workspaces do exist. You yeah. and and I sense you are rubbing your hands about discussing this issue. <laughs> what are your predictions for Man United this season? Um, Taking your Liverpool bias slightly out well, of taking it. Taking it out of the equation slightly, I'm... I find it interesting whether or not I, don't, I can't get reading the the Man United fan base. That I can't tell no. they're really optimistic about the, the, what's to come, or very you know kind of dejected and despondent still because they signed Wan Bissaka, a fantastic talent, fantastic mm-hmm. up and talent. Uh, they got Daniel James again, a very nice young player. You know they kind of need that that passion, I guess, because if you watch the Man United sides the past few years, they just look like they don't give a single crap. Yeah. Basically, um, I still think. This is going to be not a season of regression, but maybe a season of consolidating where they are. Maybe yeah. I don't think it, they should be expecting anything massive. And the interesting things that you hear in the press when they keep on getting linked with every single player on the planet, and then it, you know, it seems like the club still isn't there, if you know what I mean. It's fascinating, yeah, when you hear them talk on the radio or whatever about the future, there's so many differing views. There's some people saying, oh, well, we should be promoting all the youth from our youth squad, like Fergie did in the good old days, etc., etc. We shouldn't be throwing money at players, because look at what happened with Sanchez, and and then there's the, there's the people who, you know, are looking at it saying, well, we've got these a selection of good players, we just haven't necessarily got a 1 to 11 of a great squad. But I don't think anyone could actually pin down what their expectations are this season. Well, I think as much as pinning down the expectations, I think a lot of people have been trying to pin down the problem at Man United mm. for the last couple of years because they've certainly had the ambition of all the clubs around them. They've certainly spent comparative to your Liverpools and your Man Cities and your Chelsea and everything like that, but yet they've fallen way, way off the pace. And I think the problem is it's Ed Woodward, isn't it? 
Mm. Like the amount of money he's thrown around on things that just haven't really worked. Lukaku's not been a bad signing, I don't think, but he's not been... The level of responsibility on his shoulders was literally to score 35, 40 mm. goals a season and drag them up the league. Realistically, he was never going to do that. Uh, Pogba's come in. He's, again, not somebody who I think gets full credit for how good they actually are. But again, he, you know, he's not been this linchpin in centre midfield. He's not been the best player in the Premier League that they wanted him to be. Uh, Sanchez has come in. He's not been Alexi Sanchez. With no, the bottom line with that. the piano once. Yeah. <laughs> and it's highlight. just, it's not really worked. And I'm just... I get that they're trying to change their approach this season. They're not going for these hugely expensive established stars who are coming here maybe for a payday or going to have all this expectation put on their shoulders. They want to help develop Juan Bissaka. They want to develop your Daniel James. There's a reason they're getting linked with Sean Longstaff at Newcastle as well because he's another one who's got good raw potential, could potentially go on and be that be a Man United caliber player. Um, but I still think all the problems are still there. Like they didn't like Juan Bissaka is the best example because they wanted him. He was an exciting buy. They don't. They didn't need a right back. No, you know, the, the problems that season weren't at right back. And in Diego <laughs> Dallo, like they've already they've already got a young player they can develop in that position. Daniel James, you know, he's come from the championship. Even if he is going to be, let's say, the next Ryan Giggs or something, how many years away is that? Like you can't expect him to get 10, 15, 20 goals this season. And again, with Longstaff, like he's only played a handful mm-hmm. of senior games for Newcastle, where he looked very good, but in a squad that Rafa had sort of assembled specifically to help get the most out of a lot of, not weak links, but certainly limited players. Like Longstaff's responsibility at Newcastle was never anything more than just, when you get the ball, make sure where it goes is better than where you were. <laughs> Even if it's two or three yards away, that's fine. And his range of passing is excellent, yeah. and he gets around the pitch quite well, but he's not... You know he's not he's not an Angola Kante, no. for example, and he's not like he's not a Frank Lampard type figure. He's just he's a very tidy, competent centre midfielder. He's he's a Michael Carrick effectively, yes. but, but he's not Michael Carrick <laughs> is the problem. And I just I look at what they're doing this year, and I just it smacks of maybe Arsenal a couple of years ago, where mm. they're going to kind of have to tread water just on the cusp of the top four. Maybe if a few teams drop off, they could potentially break in there. Maybe they have a really good run, sort of like they did when uh, Solskjaer first came in. They could get in there, but. By and large, you're looking at them for fifth or sixth, mm. realistically. Unless, of course, they go out and spend loads more money. But that is the problem in the first place. Yeah, before we get more and more into this squad of theirs, I want to talk about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Because you mentioned there, there was that golden period for a while. I distinctly remember that interview that Gary Neville did, where he said... Where do you want your statue? Where yeah. do you want your statue? How much do you want to get paid? And how long do you want the contract to be? That was amidst all the stuff with, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the Champions League victory mm-hmm. over PSG and the turnaround in the league. And then the wheels completely fell off. And, you know, the anticipation of this season is not like, well, let's see, we go full season for Solskjaer. I feel like the knives may already be out for him a little bit. Will Solskjaer last the season season for you? Because they, they've had this... Solskjaer last the season. Because they've had this ongoing revolving mm-hmm. door of managers. And the only man they've managed to settle on was Mourinho for mm-hmm. a brief period. And that even that was tempered let's say yeah the weird thing about Solskjaer's appointment last season was like I, I remember seeing that when Mourinho got sat and was like oh we've, we've, we've they leaked, then they leaked the Solskjaer announcement I was like really really I've, yeah I, I remember you, that on loan Cardiff, from Mould Cardiff and Mould and I was like well okay maybe they're kind of doing what we did a few years back when we had Roy Hodgson in, and then we got Kenny Douglas to come back and do a serviceable job but not necessarily the job of the modern game, if you know what I mean, um, and keep it ticking over. Yes, and and Solskjaer, you know, I talk about oh, they play in the United way and all that, and I'm like, I, 
what what is the United Way? Can you quantify the United Way? And yeah, asking going to the towards the end of the season whether or not he's going to be able to like sustain that. I honestly I have no idea. Would you make the the position of the club even more un- untenable if you were to basically let him go after you've given him the summer to build this squad? Do you necessarily do you want to give him a full season to see what he can do, trying a different approach? Because like you mentioned earlier on, they've kind of gone the whole sang superstars route for the past five years, you know, the likes of your, your Falcals and your Di Marias, and then obviously those moves didn't work out. So, you know, maybe they do need to invest in a long-term project, but whether or not he's competent enough to do that remains to be seen. It's so. difficult to invest in a long-term project if you're a top-four side because the golf in how you can operate the club financially... And the players you can attract. Yeah, it. between mm-hmm. finishing fourth and fifth is... It's like nothing else in football, realistically. Like, it's all well good having... You can have a long-term project. Like Burnley are a great example because they had a long-term project a few years ago with Sean Dyche and it didn't even matter that they got relegated. They were still happy to commit to that project. They knew sort of financially how they wanted to manage it. If you got them up, brilliant cash windfall. If they went down, that's fine. They'll deal with it. And now they sort of established themselves up until sort of the last year or so as a really... A stable Premier League mm-hmm. club, and that was their long-term project. But if you're a if you're a club that has aspirations of the top four, um, I think realistically the only two you can guarantee will finish there this season is probably Liverpool and City. I mm-hmm. think even Spurs could be slightly depending yeah, on how their thing goes. The the other two places are pretty much up for grabs. If you are the third or fourth team in the league, and your long-term project is to establish yourself in the top four, great, you can probably do that next season as well. But the margins are a, a t- a tiny. Plus, the difficulty, I'm sure you'll be able to re- yeah. relate to this from a few seasons ago at least, the difficulty you ha- have is, is is the board and the, the money men and what have you are desperate, desperate to get in the Champions League mm-hmm. spots, de- desperate to get as high as they possibly can in the Premier League. But as a fan, you'd take dropping out of the top four potentially mm-hmm. for a cup win. Yes. Um, the, the most frustrating thing, I think, is that players these days they desperately want to play Champions League football and that was never the case beforehand but I remember seasons gone by would be linked with the likes you know you Mario Goetzes and whatever and because we weren't playing in Europe that was effectively mm. impossible it was only when we finished in the top four that we were able to attract you know Mohamed Salah then you know we got to the Champions League final and we signed Fabinho Keita came in because of the project that Klopp was building and stuff so European football is a big deal mm. and not just because of the the money, the TV issue, and like you know the amount of money that kind of UEFA give out, but because players do find that really attractive, which is why I'm kind of interested when you see people like we see United being linked with the, the likes of Nicola Pepe from Lille or Bruno Fernandez from Sporting, who definitely want to be playing in the Champions mm. League. Can can United still attract that caliber of player outside of Europe? Yeah, I mean, does the legacy of the club count for anything nowadays? Uh, not as much as I think we as fans would like it to. I think if you're a Man United fan, you want people to want to pull on that shirt because it means so much to you as a fan. The same goes for absolutely mm-hmm. any club. But realistically, you know, the fortunes of football teams change all the time. And I think footballers, by and large, or certainly their agents anyway, are smart enough to realise that. And, you know, if you've got if you've got a client and the offers are on the table between a team that's playing in the Champions League and has got a good chance of going on a bit of a run in it and teams that are going to play in the Europa League and the League Cup and, you know, these competitions that aren't broadcast as globally in front of as many people. You know, you tell them, realistically, for the sake of your career, you know, I can get you better deals. I can get you better opportunities. I can put you in front of better, like, situations if you are a Champions League footballer. And unfortunately, as much as you might like this club or how much how good they might have been when you were growing up, they're not in that competition. They're not part of the conversation. Uh, yeah, I was, before we go ahead, I was thinking that's the interesting thing with the signing of the young players, you know, p- players who are passionate about playing mm-hmm. for Man United. And I think there was definitely an issue maybe, you know, for the last two seasons where they're both, you know, most Man United squad players, they weren't, they didn't understand the situation that we were in. Like, you know, 
you're playing for Manchester United, probably the you know the biggest club in, in England, one of the biggest clubs ever, and they just didn't show any passion, any mm. drive. So you bring in a Daniel James from from the Championship, oh, God, he's yeah. definitely going to appreciate that if opportunity. You at, if you look at the age of like let's like take you the long staff, Juan Bissakas mm. and Daniel James, they grew up and Man United were the biggest club in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it was the most exciting team. Whether mm. or not you supported them, I mean, won't count for long staff because you know you don't sign for Man United if you're from Newcastle. That's simply <laughs> simply simply all there is to it. Michael Carrick. <laughs> But like them growing up, like that's that's a big deal to them. And I think if you sort of maybe lower your expectations, I mean, Wan Bissaka and Daniel James, all the world in the world at the start of last season weren't thinking I should be in the Champions League next year, mm-hmm. were they? Like they were just wanting to get themselves established at Crystal Palace and Swansea, which is, with all due respect to both those clubs, a million miles away from that level yeah. of football. But now they're playing for Man United, and they're thinking not only am I at this club where you know it's beyond my wildest dreams to even play for twelve months ago, but. I could help get them into the Champions League and I will then be in the Champions League as well. So I can see why they're going for with this this, this mm-hmm. strategy. They've got a manager who clearly understands the values of the club, which, again, it's a cliche to get throws around. He understands the club, but he does. He understands yeah. what it means to play. He understands where it should be, or at least where it thinks it should be in the, the, in the pecking order of football. Yeah, the, the mind immediately links to... Uh, David Moyes saying, "Oh no, I think Man City are probably a better club than us." Yeah, you just don't, you just don't do it. <laughs> you don't say it. And again, like Solskjaer is that level, the same layer, level of player that this is. Somebody who has seen Man United as a huge step up and wants to really do something there. Like Mourinho has managed bigger clubs than Man United when he went there. Like not even, not even just like in the current pattern. Like historically, Real Madrid are a bigger club than Man, the biggest club in the world. Real Madrid. Mm. He's managed there. He's managed. He's won titles at Chelsea. He's done. Everything in the game, pretty much. So Man United is just, it was another job for him. Mm-hmm. Not say he didn't want to succeed there, but it's just, you know, it wasn't the end of the world if he didn't. Whereas, you know, you take Solskjaer from Mould, who's managed Cardiff into relegation in the Premier League, and go, do you want to be a success at Manchester United? That's, that's your life. That yeah. is your career. That is everything you've ever wanted out of this sport. And the same is true for the players they're buying now. So I can understand the strategy. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's good from a fan's perspective. You want people who are going to be bothered, who understand, who you know, share your aspirations for the club. But football's not as romantic as that, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to reach into my big box of football cliches and say you want your players to play for the badge on the front of the shirt, not for the name on the back of it, and move on to talk about Paul Pogba. I thought you were going to move on to talk about how funny the badge is this year. Is it's like the oh, the European the European Cup late. win? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. After the yeah, they're not actually in the Champions League. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, can they keep you got to laugh, <laughs> Man United fans, haven't you? Sometimes like this, all you can do is laugh because they've got to they've got to design this like a good couple of months in advance. So you know, yeah, I'll be fine. We'll probably be in the Champions League. Let's and then no. That's about they've got. But allegedly, I read somewhere they've got Solskjaer and Sheringham and the times they scored in the Champions League on final. the on the sleeves. On yeah, the sleeves. Yep. No pressure, then, boys. Just mm. a, a squad that won the treble. Um, <laughs> so can they keep Paul Pogba? And should they keep Paul Pogba? I don't think they should and this is an in- I think that, you know it's, it's. I'm sick of this debate as well it's weird I'm not even like a fan <laughs> it's one of those things where like you know Paul Pogba is uh, I think we can all agree he's an amazing player he's an amazing, amazing footballer, footballer. Yeah. Um, technically one of the best players in the game I just don't think he serves that team well um, and maybe he could depending on how Solskjaer wants to play you know we hate, we, when he went on that great run of form you know Pogba was you know one of the highest scoring he's, midfielders yeah, in the league crucial he that. was really really good um, I think if United got a big enough offer, they should part ways with them because I think they could invest that money in a better player for the future. I think Pogba... Sean Longstaff. Uh, I'm not going to commit... I've only seen Sean Longstaff play once and that was at St. James's Park against Man City win. Man City. Yeah, yeah. Right, and he absolutely, well, he absolutely he very, mugged Fernandinho yes, off. Yes, he was very, very good. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, I just think that maybe... We, there was that preseason video that they had where he was he was fighting Lingard or like getting into an argument with Lingard. Is I don't want to say that was blown out of proportion because no. we well, literally did yes. a new story on it. But you know what I mean. Is there any point in keeping a player around who isn't happy? You know. Well, that's the thing. this is what I'm going to say because there's there's two schools of thought with, mm-hmm. with having Pogba at Man United. Take away mm-hmm. uh, what he brings to you on the pitch. No, having a player having mm-hmm. a player like him in that squad set is a statement of intent. However, a bit like you're mentioning there, he can also sort of poison the waterhole and potentially influence Can younger you players. Because like, you always hear this stuff about, oh, attitude this, attitude that, you know, gets gets hit up, you know, he's a, he's a bad influence around training. Is he? I don't think it's necessarily the influence around players. I just think it's the attitude he exudes on the pitch. He just doesn't look arsed. And like, I, I kind of, I don't want to go full Sooness or anything, but it is, it is apparent. I, I don't, I honestly don't see that. Right, I, I do personally. I, I, I've a bit of an impasse now. Mm. I don't, I don't, like I, I get, oh, you know, he's a, he thinks he's a superstar. Oh, he does his hair. Oh, and not this. that. But, I know, but like, it's all part of the same company. Yeah. Oh, don't like his attitude, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've watched, I watched a fair bit in my, United last year. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you could do a little bit more going the other way, but Paul Pogba. Surely you can build a side around the fact that you shouldn't. You shouldn't be the one having to make forty-yard long busting runs to put in dit- last this tackle. It's also the fact that you may you may feel frustrated at the lack of support he gets around that team. You I will, may, be a I will say that run they went on after Solskjaer took over clearly he didn't get on with Mourinho. Mm-hmm. Which and again you, you know you might point to that and say that's an that's an example of having a bad attitude. But when. He was a good when he was well used in the side, and everybody was sort of pulling in the right direction, and you know they were getting the most out of him. He was the best centre midfielder in the league for about a month or two last season. I think. Don't get me wrong; every player's got their price. If somebody drops in mm. with silly money and the player wants to go, absolutely let him go. But and then you could get in a was it Milinkovic Savic? Possibly, it, yeah. But I, I think it comes down to him. I would just if he wants to stay, 
then let him stay and use him properly. But that's the interesting thing around Paul Pogba's move as well. Was that necessarily Paul Pogba, the brand they were bringing in, or Paul Pogba, the player? Mm. You know, because you got the whole the, the sponsorship deals. You have that mm. to, you know, yeah. there's ne- invariably going to be press. You know, signing well, at the time was the world's most expensive footballer. Um, has Man United, the project, moved on from Paul Pogba, the brand, and can Paul Pogba, the footballer, have a role in that? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. I I would if I were in their position, I think they just need more guile in midfield I, I think if they really have aspirations of getting in the top four mm. they can't sell their best player how important a season is this for Marcus Rashford uh, well when you're at that age and you're at that sort of stage of your career every season you have is the most important yeah. season of your career um, again he was another one who looked exceptional in the second half of that season and he's an undeniably incredibly talented footballer Um it just depends if Lukaku goes, what they mm-hmm. want out of him. Because mm-hmm. if they want him to suddenly step up out of nowhere and be a 25, 30 goal a season striker, it's going to be a lot of work for him. You'll have to play a very certain way to get that out of him. Well, but I was about to say, in pre-season, they've been, I think they've had Martial playing the striker role. And mm-hmm. you've had your Rashford and your, your James on either side. So I don't know what... I, that's the thing. I, I don't know what his favourite position is. No. Is it a left winger? Is it a striker? Is it a right winger? I honestly don't know. It get, gets played all over the pitch. I think he needs to find a position and just settle. Um, it's one of those where when he first broke through, you thought, you need to lead Man United because mm. you'll not get the game time to really develop. But he did get the game, mm-hmm. game time and he did develop into a world-class footballer. But now it's almost at the stage where it's like, yeah, right, you've got the pitch time, you've got the minutes, you've clearly got the ability, you maybe go you maybe need to go and be a more important part of a slightly smaller squad. Maybe. Mm. Even if it's just for a year or something, but I, I don't know a player of his calibre who's that important to decide you can just get away with loaning out. Um it's gonna be a big player for them this year. Yeah. Again, it depends if Lukaku goes and they don't bring anybody in to replace him, mm-hmm. it's a lot if the, all the burden of goals falls on yeah. him and Martial, who, you know, are not what you call prolific? No, you need a Lingard to chip in with a good, another few goals as well in there as well. Um, can they win a trophy? Yes. Yeah, of course can. Yeah. They're more than good enough to win a cup. More than good enough. I uh, could definitely see them getting the, the Carabao Cup, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, they definitely they could, they have more than enough potential to go on a cup run. Like They're that. good. Pretty much every side at the top of that league can just about beat anybody on. Mm. You know, it's not the, wouldn't be the biggest upset in the world to see Man United beating City in a cup. Mm-hmm. In a cup game, you know what I mean? Because these things do happen. You raise um, your game for that sort of thing. Yeah, I think more like I think they're probably one of the favourites for the FA Cup because they'll certainly be taking it a lot more seriously than sides who've got other slightly bigger responsibilities. Have they got the depth to really get through that? It depends. I think if it starts getting to the the latter stages of certain cup competitions and they are fourth slash fifth pointing it here and there, it's changing every week. Wouldn't be surprised to see them maybe take that mm. off the gas. But you know that they've got a better side now than the one that won the Europa League a few years ago. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, right now we've buttered them up. We'll t- take to the opposite side. What is the worst case scenario for Man United this season? Uh, no, no, outside top six finish. I think all well, top four. Like, if they don't get in the top four, that is. A worst this is the case thing. Scenario. I could genuinely, I could see them honestly hmm. doing well enough to get third. But I could also see them doing bad enough to get to seventh. I don't see who they displace to get into the top four. I know Chelsea have a very, very pivotal year ahead of them as well, but they still have an. Inc- they ha- their squad, I would say, is better than. The thing about Chelsea, though, is when they drop off, they drop off. Yes. So do United. Like last well, year, yeah. like United last year, they completely dropped off. Um, again, I think it's between. If we look at the top four, we think you know City and Liverpool are probably guarantee you to get mm-hmm. you know first and second. I think you'd have to be uh, in that def- order. Or? Uh, uh, Spurs. Again, I think very, very likely yeah. to get top four as well. 
I don't see Arsenal being in a position to get there. I, I'm, but maybe maybe they do have a more cohesive project right now. Every every year we always yeah. look at Arsenal and go, maybe it's their oh, year yeah. this year. I don't. I, we'll do an Arsenal preview. At some Arsenal point. and Man United are in very similar positions, which yes. is very curious. I don't think I would have said that in a long time, but it is it is the case, and you know. Mm. I've got to say, the last time Arsenal and Man United looked this close to each other, they were the best two teams in the country. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. They've not looked like this. I think there's a genuine natural rivalry there for who can just about salvage fourth. Mm. <laughs> I, do, I do think Chelsea will drop right off this year. I think, the, like, I don't who think... Who scores you, their goals? That's I don't think you can question. underestimate how much they're going to miss Hazard. It's one of the things where I'm really curious to see how they do. It's, again, yeah. I would put them... Because I, I have no idea. There's no way of predicting... They've, no. They've, they've Chelsea not last anyone. year, honestly, reminded me so much of sort of latter-day Robson, Souness... Rhoda era Newcastle with Hazard just because the thing was we had a really ropey squad full of like a few good players but by and large a lot of like absolute lubs in it who couldn't really be bothered but we still had Shearer and by and large he would just drag you to like results and he wouldn't let anybody else really down tools and watching Hazard last year so many times he's like, well, I'm just going to have to get a point out of this aren't I for us I'm just going to have to win this I guess Give the ball, lads. and he would just go on and do it and I think without them they are gonna. They could fall. They're in serious danger of falling way off, well, way way off. I cannot wait to talk more about Chelsea. But uh, let us know your thoughts on Manchester United in the comments oh, wait, wait, section. Wait, wait, I didn't finish yet. What's the worst case scenario? Yeah. It not in terms of what happens on the pitch. What happens with the club as a whole? Because I think if yeah. they get if it's if it's really bad, if the results are really bad, and they sort of start to turn on a club legend like that, and he goes that soon into this project of like buying these younger players with these aspirations. They're not delivering on the pitch. I think the whole thing could turn. Yeah. Personally, personally, I think they will get fourth. I think there's enough in there for them to to potentially get it. Some reminder: we need to do it. We need to sit down. We and do a prediction. I do. Table. I do think they might just do it. I think there's enough goodwill in the club, and I think with the kind of players they're buying and the manager they've got, you can see the fans sticking with them through you know the sticky yeah. periods and stuff, and that might just get them through. But could potentially go really badly wrong. It's going to be fascinating this season. You let us know your thoughts in the comment section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Watch there. Follow all three of us. You can follow Ewan at... Ewan Ruins Things. You can follow Cleary at... Adam Cleary, C-L-E-R-Y. You can follow me at Adam Wilman. I said you can follow us all at WhatCultureFC and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. My thanks to Adam and to Ewan. Thank you for watching or listening and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 